This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This week, we're still revisiting the executive planning episode. This is part two. And I love these episodes. As you guys know, I'm all about us just really being true executives in our companies. And actually, I have a training that's coming up that's free. This week is called From Entrepreneur to Executive. And I'm going to be telling you everything that you need to do to build a solid foundation for the business and the vision that God is giving you. And most importantly, I'm going to teach you how to build that vision out God's way. This dynamic of making God the CEO and what that looks like practically on a day-to-day, it could sometimes just get a little confusing and unclear, and a lot of times we can get into our head about it, and so that's another reason why I wanted to do this training, because I want to show you just the true place that your relationship with God fits in your business, and then how does that look when it comes to making business decisions and executive planning and all of the things that we're talking about in this episode and last week. So just go to blessedandbossedup.com slash training. The link will also be in the show notes for you to sign up. And I hope to see you there. Now, without further ado, here is part two of Revisiting Executive Planning. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome back to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed part one of the executive planning for 2022. My God, I was about to say 2020, Lord. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed the, the first part to this episode about executive planning for your new year. 
Again, if you want to see the full version ad-free video, then you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. My name on YouTube is my name, Tatum Tamia, to see the full episode. And don't forget to subscribe, watch the videos on the channel, um, and then you'll also get that notification for when I'm going live and you can see the episode being recorded in real time. So without further ado, here's part two to executive planning for 2022. Something that has worked for us now as we go through these things, I'm giving you things to do, but also trying to give you some lessons that we've learned in an, in an effort to help, you know, your learning curve a little bit. Something that has worked well for us when it comes to marketing is we always have a platform of focus. You may see us on multiple platforms, but there's always a platform of focus. For years, our platform of focus was podcasts. So yeah, I had an Instagram and I would post and we had Facebook and other channels. Cool. That was not the focus though. We were there, but that was not the focus at all. Podcasting was and getting listeners up. Once we got to the point where the show was monetizable and I was making money via ad revenue and things of that nature, then I wanted to switch to a different platform of focus. This podcast has never stopped, but my focus shifted so that I can grow and diversify um, the company and myself's online presence. So um, back in, I think it was 2019, 2020. I get my years mixed up. But when we decided to make the switch, I think it was 2019 going into 2020 is when we decided that, okay, now Instagram is going to be a platform of focus because I wanted to get my follower count up to at least 10,000 followers because I knew that would one, give me features that were going to be beneficial for my business. But then also, I was already an influencer, so to speak, with the podcast and getting ad revenue. But what I realized was that podcast um, marketing was mirroring social media marketing. And I knew that there was going to come a time, and I'm grateful for being a visionary because the time has come now and I'm starting to see the two meet. But I knew there was going to be a time where podcast marketing and social media marketing were going to merge together. They were running parallel for a while to where companies were either buying podcast ads or social media ads, but they weren't they weren't exactly using the same person for both if that makes sense. So um, I saw that coming. And so I said, okay, we need to switch the, the uh, focus then to also now growing our Instagram, because if we get our followers to a certain place, that's going to make us as a whole, as a brand, that much more marketable to these companies. And so that's what we did. Now, um, Blessed and Bossed Up page is at like 12,000 followers. My personal page is at like 13. So we're at a really good point where we now have these Instagrams of value that we can then take back to the uh, brands and the companies that we work with in addition to the podcast. Now, again, we never let one go, but the focus changed. And that was a strategic decision based on um, evaluation. Once we get into the next phase, again, right now we're talking about evaluation, but another phase of executive planning is market research. And so that's kind of where that decision came from. But nevertheless, my advice to you is to um, make sure you have a platform of focus. It's going to take you longer to grow your audience if you're trying to do it three different places at once. If you try to make TikToks and podcasts and uh, IGTVs and going live here, there, and everywhere, it's going to take you longer to build your audience. Have a platform of focus 
And then once you reach the goal with that one, shift to another one. Right now, my platform of focus is YouTube for the same reason that it was um, Instagram at one point. So one of the things that you'll see us moving into is doing more on YouTube, hence why I'm on YouTube right now doing the record with me. That doesn't mean my Instagram is going to go dormant. We still post on there all the time. I have um, some content I've been recording all day and I'll send it to the team to post on the Instagram later on. But now our efforts are going into YouTube because again, growing our audience here is gonna make us that much more valuable to the brands that we work with. It's gonna allow us to diversify where we're at. So if podcast goes away, people are able to connect with us on YouTube as well as Instagram. And so that this is going to be our area of focus um, until we reach our goal. So again, evaluate your marketing plan, monitor it consistently. If you don't have one, invest in a company that specializes in marketing to come in and assist you. The third place in this evaluation period that I want you to look at in your business is your finances. I don't care if you make $100 or $100,000. Look at your money, okay? <laughs> if you're in the very early stages, separate your personal finances from your business finances. They don't need to be together. And it's a lot easier to, to um, manage your books when it comes to your business early on because it's not any other activity going on. It's just the, the uh, transactions that are happening within your company. So you're able to better keep up with them. Separate your finances. This is like step one when you start your business, separate your finances. So for those of you guys who have already done that, what you need to do in this period is to evaluate your P&L statements, which is your profit and loss statements. To give you a definition, if you don't know what that means, from Investopedia.com, the term profit and loss statement refers to a financial document that summarizes the revenue, costs, and expenses incurred during a specific period, which is usually a quarter or a fiscal year. These records provide information about a company's ability or inability to generate profit by increasing revenue, reducing costs, or both. Now, a lot of the times you, we think that we need more money to do things, but most of the time, the money that you need is already found in the money that you're spending. So if you're in a place in your business where you feel like, uh, I need more money to be able to invest in this. I need more money to be able to do, to get that marketing team Tatum is talking about. I need more money to hire my first contractor. I need more money to do whatever. I challenge you to really look at your profit and loss statements and evaluate what can you eliminate in order to find the money that you need. Are you wasting money? with anything? What are you putting effort, time, and resources in that's not selling, that you can just simply get rid of and put more time, resource, and effort in the thing that is selling so that you can make more money? But again, or you can visit those expenses to see where are you wasting money? Revisit a lot of the softwares that you're subscribed to. These softwares grow so much, especially with online businesses, because everybody's competing with each other, right? So if you look at the features, revisit the features of whatever it is that you're spending money on every single month, some you may find that you can eliminate one of your softwares simply by 
um, the feature add-ons on another software you're using. A great example of that is uh, we use ConvertKit for email marketing. Something that ConvertKit added this year was the ability to sell digital products. Now, this is very beneficial to us because now if we're selling something to our email list, we can sell it directly from the email marketing platform as opposed to taking the audience somewhere else. And so that's very beneficial to our company. It saves us money. Now I don't have to pay ConvertKit as well as another platform that's going to take a percentage off of the sales or whatever. I can keep it all in one place. So that allows us to save money. So I challenge you to revisit the features even of what you're spending money on and seeing how you can maybe eliminate something or better use something else that you have so you won't need as many softwares or platforms. Uh, and also a lot of times these tools integrate to where you won't need both of them, you just need one. So look into that. Also, if you paid for software, let's take your email hosting, for example. If you paid for a year, that will probably save you money as opposed to being month to month. If you paid annually, most of the time with plans like that, you can get about two months free by simply paying for the year in advance. That's a way that you save money. Pay for the whole year. Don't, try, don't just look at your expenses as a month to month thing. Look at how much you're spending a year. You'll find a few hundred bucks in your budget by simply doing that. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now listen, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. It's not just about the gross, but it's about what we net, what we take home. And NetSuite gives you the perfect opportunity to net more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing in accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. 
You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. With the way that the economy is looking right now, everything costs so much. So when it comes to these businesses, we have to make sure that we are cutting costs and finding ways to save money and boost performance at the same time. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. Something that um, was really beneficial to us when we did this evaluation period, we were looking at our P&L statements last year as we were preparing for 2021. And something that we realized was we spent a lot of money in fourth quarter on vendors. So like um, that was around the time that we were spending money on getting the podcast planner done. We were spending money on um, getting the devotional together, we were spending a lot of money on vendors and different services. And so when we did this evaluation of our finances, we made a decision like, okay, in Q1, we're not spending any money on vendors. Now is the time to put the spending on pause for a second. And because I've always, I'm always a big investor. I don't think twice when I need to invest in something, as long as that, you know, it makes sense, it's in line with our goals and I'm going to get a return. I don't care how much it costs, I'm going to buy it or pay for it. But what I realized by looking at our PL statements was okay, for at least Q1, let's chill on the spending. And so I went into 2021 not spending real, real frugal, tight purse with everything. <laughs> and so then once we started, you know, evaluating things even towards like um, Q2 and Q3, we were a lot farther ahead when it came to our revenue goals for this year. Because we made that decision at the end of last year based on what the P&L statement said. So look at your finances, you guys, so that you can make smart, intelligent decisions. When it came to even like, you know, our team, we always come up with with creative things. We have a, a great creative group of people. Even me, I'm always coming up with new stuff, especially as I'm talking to my audience and I'm seeing different problems. I'm like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. But having that rule in place based off looking at our finances, I always ask myself, what do I have to pay somebody in order for me to put this out? So unless it was like digital where we could handle it all in-house, it was not getting created. And again, that allowed us to just be ahead this year with our revenue goals by making a decision from evaluating our finances in those P&L statements. Number four, look at your HR, human resources, and operations. Now, this is where I want you to remember I am an executive. Remember that affirmation we said in the beginning? Because I don't want you to write me off when I start talking about human resources and operations because you're the only one that works for your company. These things that I'm talking about starts with you right now. And guess what? You're an employee as well. Okay? You work for your company. How is your company culture for you? Is it toxic? Because you wake up and work 24-7? Are you creating a toxic company culture? Are you answering emails at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. So now people are expecting that of you because you've set that, that uh, culture up that way. 
how is your company culture for you? Evaluate your own performance. You can go online and find an a performance, an employee performance evaluation template. Go get one. Sit down with yourself. Now, again, you have to possess the ability to be objective. And I want you to be objective without being self-deprecating. So when you're doing this, this is not to put yourself down, but this is to evaluate your performance as an, as an executive so that you can do better moving forward for the vision and the company and the purpose that God has blessed you with. This is not an opportunity to beat yourself up, but it's an opportunity to do better. And who doesn't want to grow, right? So go online, find you a uh, employee performance evaluation and sit down and evaluate your own performance. Evaluate your own uh, company culture. When I did this, what I realized was that I didn't like the company culture that I had set for myself. And this was big for me because I don't always think too much about the culture as or think about like employees as myself as an employee, if that makes sense. So this was a mindset shift that I had to make personally. And so I was creating this great environment for my team and they had all these great things to say, but I didn't like the culture that I was creating for myself. I was like just mentally drained. I, were, I wear a lot of hats within the company and sometimes that can be a bit too much to have to, to transition from the left brain to the right brain to the frontal lobe, you know, using this aspect of myself and that aspect, like it was so many roles that I had to basically blend into throughout a, throughout a, a week. It was a lot. And so the reason why it became a lot and too much for me is because I created it that way for myself. I had took this time to create a vision and all of that for everybody else, but I didn't value myself as an employee to this company. And so when I did just an evaluation of my performance, I realized like, you know, I'm slacking in some areas. I'm forgetting some stuff. Um, people, you know, are needing things from me and I'm not giving it to them on time. Like what is going on? And so again, I started to realize in evaluating my own performance that the reason why I was falling short in some areas was because the work environment I created myself was not for myself was not conducive for me to operate at my best and changes needed to be made. And so what those changes have looked like so far is that um, me being, I we already batch record like our content or whatever, but something that was really disruptive, so to speak, to my workflow was the podcast because I, I, I don't come on here as an executive all the time. I come on here as your sister in Christ that is encouraging you to grow and be better and um, continue to seek God on behalf of every area of your life. And so that's a different uh, part of myself that I show up as on this platform. But it's disruptive to me then having to finish that and then go back to doing something in the business or for me to have to stop something business related to do this. And so what I did, what I'm going to do differently is start doing batch recording days for the podcast the same way I do it for everything else. Even now, I've done these interviews where a lot of times the conversations are good, so they run long. So they're two parters. And so now I'm able to record this podcast on September 15th that ain't going to come out till at least two weeks from now. And this is the first time I've, I've honestly, since maternity leave, have been in this position because I've created a culture where the podcast was something that I did in real time. And that's just not sustainable now for 
where things are in the company and how I have to show up to be the best executive that I can be. So remember, you are an employee too. Evaluate your performance. And if there are any areas that you're lacking in, are you creating a company culture that is allowing you to operate at your best, whatever level that may be? A good exercise to do is to create an employee handbook, right? So you guys can go online. Google is a great resource. You guys can go online, look up a template for an employee handbook, and just use that as a starting point to start thinking about these things, to start evaluating these things. Do you have, you know, something else to consider when you think about your operations is do you have standard operating procedures? If you were not able to show up in your business today, can somebody come in and do the job? If the answer to that question is no, now it's time to start creating your SOP, standard operating, standard operating procedures. Now it's time to start creating your policies. Now it's time to just start documenting how things are done so that you're able to do that. That will take a huge weight off your shoulders because you won't feel like, oh my God, I, I have to, I have to do it because nobody else can do it like me. Create a system to where somebody else can do it like you because you've doc documented to the T how you do it. So that when the time comes and you can start delegating things off, they know exactly what to do and how to do it. And the last thing I want you to, the last area of your business that I want you to evaluate is technology and equipment. Especially those of us with online businesses, this is very relevant. So not only um, looking at the technology and equipment as far as expenses go, but looking at it as far as functionality is concerned. When we did this last year, one of our team members said, Tatum, doing all of this editing, when these videos and all of this content, my computer is like not operating well. I need a whole separate system or a computer software for Anchor Media. Say less. So now we're able to get, you know, um, we're able to invest in equipment and we're able to budget for that because we're doing this in advance. Even with videos, we used to record all the videos on like a phone and stuff like that. And so um, Kyla was like, we need a good camera because we, we want to present a certain type of way. So we need to up the quality of these videos. I said, cool, send me three options, small, medium and large, <laughs> which pretty much means lower cost, mid tier. And then the expensive one, send me all three, the, send me the pros and cons of each one so, and which one you recommend so we can make a, a, an informed decision on how to move forward. And so that's what we did. We invested in a new camera. So like a lot of the videos that you guys see on YouTube and stuff, the quality has improved because we invested in the technology and equipment that was going to allow us to operate at the level that we wanted to because certain quality was written in our overall vision and strategy. And so our team was able to hold us accountable. And even if it's just you, you're able to hold yourself accountable. No, I say that I want to present a certain type of way. So I need the technology and equipment to do that. If you're a service-based business, what technology do you need so that your process can be automated? These are the things to start thinking about and evaluating so that when you start to plan, now this is phase one of executive planning for 2022, which is evaluation. After you've done all of this, now you have the intelligence, the insight, the data to be able to effectively start crafting 
your plan for what you're going to do in 2022. So that's it for this week's episode of the podcast. I know that was a lot. If you have any follow-up questions, please feel free to reach out. You could DM us on Instagram at Blessed and Bossed Up or me at Tatum Tamia. You can send an email to the team admin at anchormedia.com if there's any questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can drop it in the comments. I'll be happy to elaborate or answer any questions that you may have or clarify anything that you need me to clarify. Like I want us to build successful companies. That's why God gave it to us so that we can build them out and scale them and truly make an impact for the kingdom of God. So that's it for this week's episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I will talk to you guys next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.